Do you like drinking beer in the garage with your friends on a Friday night and just talking about movies, music, pop culture in general? Well then, my friends, I have a great podcast for you to check out. It's called the Tencent Bear Night Podcast. My name is Ray. I am the host, and I set out to prove things beyond a shadow of a doubt every time I do one of these things. So let's hang out. This show is part of the Deluxe Edition Network. To find the other great shows on the network, head over to the Deluxe Edition Network. Hello and welcome to another episode of Deluxe Edition. I am your host, Casey Shearer, and joining me once again, Ray, the podcaster. What's going on, Casey? Hey, not much, Ray. We just got done mm-hmm. with another incredible interview. Ray and I are going to start doing these things where we talk to people who aren't as well known as some of our other guests, but who should be known by our followers and listeners. Dale Fabregar was today's guest. Incredible interview. Just a great director. He's an all-around guy. He does directing, producing, editing, just about Mm -hmm. anything. Uh, except self-promoting, so that's what we're here to do. All right, that's that's our job. Yeah, Dale is, is a, a great storyteller, and uh, he's great on the mic. Told some great stories to us today, and um, if you like him from just hearing him talk, you should definitely start go checking out his movies because they are very good for the little budgets they give this guy. Yeah, yeah, and uh, check it out now because. One day we probably won't be able to book Dale. Uh, he's going to be yeah. a busy guy. I have I have a feeling <laughs> that Dale is going to be a very busy man in the future. He he puts out some really really good work, and I'm talking like I went back and started in 2013. He did a, mm-hmm. a movie called Lonely Boy with uh, a previous guest of ours, Richard Really, and Richard only has a small part in it, but uh, just a really really good movie. Yeah, he's going to be. Uh... Not for much longer, the best kept secret in Hollywood. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, let's get to that secret, Dale Fabregar. And uh, before we do that, let me just uh, do some house cleaning here quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are a part of the Deluxe Edition Network, and you can find all the other great shows over at deluxeeditionnetwork.com. And the podcast of the month this month is Metalhead Journeys. Uh, hosted by Rob and Bill, they're a metal, mostly metal uh, genre music podcast. They do reviews and such. Uh, you can find us over at Deluxe Edition Pod on Instagram and Twitter. And uh, search for us. We're also on Facebook. Join our group over there. We always have stuff going on over there. You can find all of our previous shows over at deluxeedition.show. I'm updating the website daily it's a a new website although it still has the same name uh if you'd like to support the show you can go to patreon.com slash deluxe edition pod or uh, buy some t-shirts over at whatamaneuver.net slash collection slash deluxe dash edition and ray where can people find you brother Uh, you can find me on instagram and facebook and spotify under the 10 cent bear night podcast don't type the captain kirk spaces though because it won't work that way 
great podcast uh, recently by Ray uh, this past week on the TV shows that got canceled too early because you never watched them. That's right. TV shows you should have watched, but you didn't. So thanks a lot. Some of my favorite shows got canceled because you people didn't help me support them. (laughs) (laughs) All right. That's uh, that's enough with the plugs. Let's get into our interview with Dale. And uh, please go uh, watch Dale's movies. All of the links to his movies will be in uh, the description. So check them out. They're uh, they're definitely worth it. All right. Here it is. Let's do it. Uh, So I know you're here to promote They Crawl Beneath. Yeah, um, but I would like to uh, go back into your career a little bit. I watched Lonely Boy today. You did, yeah. Thank what you a great movie! Man. It out. What's that? What a great movie! Thank you so much. It's, it's um, I mean, it's it's a sad movie, but spoilers. Uh, but it's bittersweet, more bitter. Yeah, depending on how you look at it, right. Yeah, tell us about Lonely Boy, man. That's that was. I mean, that, I was really impressed with that. It was really good. Thank you. I mean, um, wow, that is going back. I mean, and it's so funny. I just got one of those Facebook reminders, you know, that said, oh, I, you know, how many years ago you did this? And it was really kind of cool. And um, yeah, I was working. Um, well, you know, a couple of guys called me from New York at the time and, you know, independent filmmaker. I don't know how they got my number or whatnot. They must have saw a few things that I did. These two young writer actors contacted me and they said they wanted to produce a feature and yeah that's right they talked to my manager at the time and they said hey we want to talk to dale and would he be interested in taking a meeting on the phone and i said yeah cool and this is before our internet and before all of this you know pre-covid um craziness and um i talked to these guys and the writer uh, was alev aiden who ended up starring in the film as well and producing it those guys He, he did everything and he said, I got this movie and I want you to read it. And I went, fine. It's still in the works, but I'll send you something in a couple of weeks. Right. And I thought, okay, everyone says they're going to send you something in a couple of weeks. I got this thing and they're feeling you out about availability or whatnot. And I'm not a big director. I'm an independent, you know, just trying to make things happen and tell good stories and as best as I can. And, and I did primarily did, you know, just a lot of B movie, sort of smaller, um, fun you know, suspense, you know, horror stuff. But the script does arrive. And I was blown away just by the fact they delivered on that. And I read it. And it's entirely different than, you know, um, They Crawl Beneath and any of these other genre films. And it just it just struck me. And a couple of reasons why. Uh, It was a personal film to me. And it just coincidentally, he had no idea, Lev um, and Troy, they had no idea. But my family... At the time, we were running a facility that dealt with um, mentally, you know, um, you know, unstable or challenged folks in Los Angeles. And I related to that family struggle of dealing with those people. Sometimes they were very uh, they were polar. They were bipolar. They, they were so loving at one minute and they're cursing at you for no reason. Sometimes it was frightening. And then sometimes they were so loving, but we understood they were really more like children, you know. Anyway, so when I read this script, I immediately said I, I knew who this guy was. And I said, I, I, I would love to do it. What's the budget? They batted out a number and I, they said, you know, can you work within that budget? And I said, sure, let's do it. And it was a very um, 
for a small, independent, nothing movie. It was a healthy budget, I would say. And um, in the, in the end, we didn't get that budget. It ended up being very, very, very small. And the the, the boys, the guys said, we're going to just produce it with our own money. Can you still work with us? And I said, I love the story so much. I felt, I told Alev once we got together and worked on it, I felt like it had been a story that I had written. I'm not a writer. I'm more of a, a director that takes scripts and interprets them visually, right? But I still write. I still, you know, give my input, obviously, for story and all of that. But that story was just, it, it had a voice, you know? And I and I hope that you can feel it when you see the film. You know, it, it's it's just definitely him. And then the fact that he wanted to act in it as well. So, so yeah, I connected with it. I said it felt like a story that I wrote myself, and we became like brothers. You know, and it was just really a special film. And we cast it. They they knew some people who knew some other people. We got a fantastic cast. And and I remember we were. Um, and one of the other things was when we were just meeting, greeting for the first time. He said, what are some of your favorite scenes like in films? You know, like, um, and I had mentioned some of my favorite movies and he's like, Hey, um, there's this one, we both love Magnolia, right. Uh, for dramas. And I said, one of the best scenes is this one scene where, um, where Melora Walters and, you know, he, she's on that date. Anyway, we talk about that scene. He said, Holy crap, man. That's like one of my favorite scenes too. I don't know if he was just blowing smoke up, <laughs> but and I, I remember we just were like connected, trying to keep the story as short as I can, but I guess we have a little time. <laughs> but on casting, she comes in, Melora Walters freaking comes in for the reading. And I, I was like, are you, is she really going to come? We had a couple of other folks that came. She read it. She nailed it. We loved it. She connected with the character and the rest is history. I mean, when she jumped on, all these other people came on and I just, it was a dream come true to work with her. And to this day, I just, uh, we still keep in touch and I just love her work as Betsy in that film. And, um, it is really a heartwarming or heartbreaking. The cast was just, there were so many Richard really, I mean, there's just so many people. I even forget some of their names, forgive me, but so great, such a great, great cast. And it was just a joy to work. And then we were surprised that, you know, you know, it went to a bunch of festivals. I shouldn't have been surprised, but, you know, just the reaction to the film, uh, how they were emotionally taken at Q&As. And it just was one of those, uh, you know, I, I was hoping, you're always hoping people enjoy it and feel it. But they were just emotional and um, really because people had those um, relatives and they felt yeah. that. And so, yeah, man, it, that did I answer your question a little bit? Or <laughs> no, that, yeah. Uh, yeah, that absolutely. was good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's I love that movie to this day, and it's <laughs> funny because our producer for They Crawl Beneath, bless him, it's it was um there are a number of three or four producers, and he you know it was our first time to work together, and that's um, Kevin Getz, very an amazing guy, he very powerful, really guy in Hollywood, and you know he's like hey let's work on this horror thing, and maybe we can talk about this later, but he said yeah I saw some of your horror stuff, but. Eventually, we had already filmed, and uh, and he said, "Hey, I just uh, I just checked out Lonely Boy, and I realized, oh, you know, you're one of those directors. Like <laughs> you could do that, and I'm so thrilled to have you be working on this. You know, because he only knew from like a couple of other like four sevens, and and there's you know some other ones. Those are fun, uh, entirely different. But yeah, I mean, that film to this day is something 
um, it's a gem in my yeah. in my heart for so many reasons. Yeah, it's a, I mean, it's a it's a gem. Uh, just a it's everyone should check it out. It's really good. We actually one of the things that struck me about it is we had Richard really on the show when we first started this podcast like two years ago. Wow, uh, what a great what a great guy. It, he is so great, and you know it's so funny. I mean, he was great because he's a character actor, right? Yeah, he played a great role. You know that scene, right? <laughs> he made a movie about, by the way, you know the um, Heartbreak Ridge. Which wait, what was that? Hem- which one was that? You know the one I'm talking about, the, with the soldier that didn't want to pick up a weapon. It was a big movie. Okay, um, yeah, the story that he tells in the. That's right. Yeah, so yeah. When when the guy wrote that, when Lev wrote that scene, of course, this is years before this movie came out. I knew I knew that story. And it was based on that guy. And so when really told that story, it was like, and it's, it's about how he was saved really, but it's such a great scene. And to work with yeah. that was such a treat. So he comes on set, you know, I know him from all the big movies and I, and he goes, I love independent film. I mean, we just had this connection and he just loved watching and he, he wasn't one of those actors that wanted to stay in the trailer. Not that we had trailers, but like sit in the <laughs> lunchroom, call me when, right. Like call me when we're ready. <laughs> He was literally right beside me because I like to work beside the camera as close as I can, as much as possible. He's right behind us all the time, watching me, watching the other actors, just really involved in the process and just sort of, you know, soaking it all in. And just and you can see it. He's not only just like judging. It's not that it was just he was he genuinely was enjoying it, you know, and I just it it was amazing. And and I felt so embarrassed because at lunch, you know. We passed out like Subway sandwiches or something. <laughs> and it was kind of late and it was really cold. And I, and I was like, oh, and it was a big snafu. But they were just all the actors were just amazing. And he was so generous and so, so kind. And he was like, I don't care. It's not about the not about the sandwiches. You know, it's just, <laughs> just you know, working with those folks. It's amazing. I, I, it was such a gift to have this cast. It, it really was. It really was. Yeah. So when so when you get called to do something like this. You obviously, you know, you said you didn't write it. Do the writers come at you with, this is how I want it done? Or are you hired because of your, you know, your work prior to this and your vision? Like, are you allowed to pretty much have free range with what you do? And I guess that goes not only for this, but, you know, your other projects as well. Right. So are we speaking about Lonely Boy? Or are we speaking about anything? Yeah. Okay. Let's, well, Lonely Boy specifically. Um I will say this. Alev is a very gifted individual. He can write, he can direct, he can act. Trifecta. I hate him. No, I love him. He's great. (laughs) But um, what's great about him is that he was very specific. And what was wonderful about it was that we just, we would just bounce ideas. And he did give me rain to come up with ideas based on what he had written and um and i don't know if because they they just were totally trusting and i love that relationship but there were a, a number of scenes that were written but not um the way it was done in the film so when i pitched it i would go hey you know and then we whip around and you know reveal this and then they're there and then something happens and then we reveal you know and he was like oh crap man and you got to freaking do that, you know? Um, and then and well, let's do this and let's do, and he just really trusted that process. And then as an actor, he went out there 
and 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 just did it. And this was kind of stressful. Is that you know when you're act when you're making a movie, you go through that casting process, and 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 he's the lead. I mean, he's Frankie, and he was going to play that. And I had never worked with him. He had, not that I know that he had anything big, so I was nervous. I was really, can he pull this off? I'm going to, I mean, I knew he had something in him. Um, are we going to have to really massage a lot of it and pull it out? And right. But I knew he knew the character. Uh, but when we did the audition and let's just say um, with the girl who plays the girlfriend and with Malara, they kind of came in and we did a little chemistry. He finally went up and I had the camera. I was behind the camera doing like taping. Okay, here he goes. We finally had him read with them. He did it. We cut the camera. Thank you so much. He leaves. It was great. And they leave. He sits down and he look, turns around and he looks at me and he goes, are you worried? And I went, I'm not worried. <laughs> it was, I, and I was, I was kind of nervous. I just, you, you never know. It's a crapshoot. And, uh, but I was really, really excited to get going with him. And he really, he delivers. He really delivers in, in a wonderful, vulnerable, scary, painful way i mean he just he just nails it man i just love him and i'll never forget i can't say it i mean those guys are much younger than i am now too so for me to have gotten that opportunity at the time was a really good time for me and i just connected it personally and with those guys they're from new york too they just had a different energy you know and for me to be a part of that it was really special and to work on that man it was just it was amazing. I, I I hope that I can work on something like that again, and and have a great a big budget, a bigger one. We didn't even have a budget for a dolly. I remember that. Jesus. And I said, and they said we're gonna friggin' well, they've been New Yorkers, so like, <laughs> we're, we're gonna fucking get you a dolly. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, and then at the end, we just didn't have that budget to do it. And I knew the way I wanted to tell story. And my DP Patrick is fantastic, and he goes, "We're gonna get it. We're gonna make it." And he did everything he could. We talked about the style and um, we just couldn't do it. So what I did is I just told the guys, take it out of my pay. I mean, take it out of what little I got. I need I, this movie is so important to me. I want to tell the story. It's not about pay. It's not there wasn't much of it. Right. It was about making a telling the story. And we put it in there. We threw it back. We got the dolly for as long as I needed it. It was it was so worth it. And I have zero regrets um, awesome. or anything like that. So, yeah. yeah I mean, it's stuck today if I sat here and I went, oh, yeah, I could have had a few dollars more in my pocket, but I couldn't do the shot that I wanted. <laughs> that emotion. It's just, how, how dumb would that have been? But anyway. Right. Yeah. I just actually listened to an interview yesterday with uh, Roger Corman, who I'm sure you're familiar with. Mm-hmm. And he, he he said, if you got into the movie business to make money, you're in the wrong business. <laughs> Yeah, well, our producer, Suzanne, which uh, you may want to talk to, uh, <laughs> I've worked with her. If you look at my credits, there's a, a lot of work. We're partners on a, many projects, and we'll mention her down the line here. But she worked, I believe, worked with him for a while, and she is cut. She's the female version. <laughs> I kid you not. I'll tell you stories if you have time sometime. But, yeah, she is definitely <laughs> a go-getter, get it done. And yeah, uh, we just had a very passionate discussion yesterday about much of this and about budget and, you know, uh, she's, but she's amazing in that way. She really gets it done. Awesome. She's my crazy uh, aunt. 
you bringing up uh, budget that brings me back to a question that I remember from earlier that I wanted to say <clears throat> when people come in and they say this is what we have to work with this is the budget that we have for let's just say lonely boy since we're talking about that uh you plan everything you get everything ready and then they come in and say sorry but this is all we have i'm sure you have to replan everything right yeah i mean as much as i can you know i First of all, you want to be able to afford a great cast. If we can get those people, I don't want to lose someone because we don't have enough money, right? And I, and that was never their goal either. I mean, they were. It wasn't about money. It was about always with them, always telling that story. And of course, it's his. It was his first, as far as I remember, his first baby, you know. And he's starring in it, so it was really a passion project for everyone involved. We could not do that film today at that low budget. If we wanted to, it just it, it would have been pretty invo- impossible, even if people volunteered to work for free. I think it was just very tough. But yes, when, and that's kind of what happened. They, they thought they were going to lose me because the budget was, I'll just say, about this much for a small. And then and then some, they couldn't, you know, acquire their agreements and then kind of became this much. And then it became like, you know, this much. And then and then there was a hold for like like a month or something. We're still trying to fundraise. And then I remember getting this call and they're like, uh, man, we made the decision. I want to see, you know, if you can still do it for us and with us, but it's this much. <laughs> and that's where we're scrambling. And I said, listen, if you can get them, get this, I don't care about the money, but if you can get me this, the cast, those locations, get us the days that we need it. I don't know how you're going to do it. That's more important, the schedule. If we have the time, you know, because sometimes, you know, independent people will work on the weekends kind of a thing. But it wasn't that because you have professional actors. They have to be scheduled, contracted. You have to bring the circus together, you know, the professional, as professional as possible. There were many first timers that worked on the film. Um, you could, you have to put together and assemble a team. So we just couldn't go, oh, we're, we're working on this weekend and then we'll wait and then we'll work. No. So it needed to be really scheduled and it was professional in that way and was run as professionally as possible. It was really wonderful in that way. But yeah, I just knew it was going to be super tough. But you know what? There were a couple of, um, you know, snafus, a couple of, uh, you know, issues, which is always the case in any film, even on a big movie. Um, but in the end, it... Uh, I don't know how we freaking did it. We did it and it came together. But yeah, you, your heart sinks a little bit because you wonder how that's going to affect the overall project. Right. Yeah. Um, but like I said, I mean, we didn't have enough. So I said, Hey, here's a little money for me to, to like, let's get it done. I, I want no excuses. I need that thing there. Let's yeah. do it. And it was so worth it. And, and I think too, I think Troy said this to me. Um, and I guess I can share this with you, but he said, Hey, you know, when, uh, when you suggested that, I knew you were the guy for sure. You know, you were passionate. You didn't care. You wanted the story, which is, you know, it, 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 it absolutely was. And I think when you feel the, when you see the film, you can just feel the DNA inside everything. Like everyone was just making that movie, even from all the names, all of them, they were just giving it everything. And, you know, you, you work, you work your heart out, you act your heart out. And sometimes things just don't work out. You know, it's not like you didn't care. You always care. But for some reason, the gods were smiling on that one. Um, and, and we just got very lucky because it's always you just never know. And I don't care if no one liked it. Right. Like we knew we loved it. 
and and um, and that's all that mattered. And we were very happy with it. And it ended up being a little on the you know longer side. And our first cut was tremendously long. It's funny because we were going <laughs> to trim it down a little bit more, but we didn't get the distribution because distri- distributors sometimes say cut out a little more out. So we were going to go through that um, route, but in the end they ended up distributing it independently. So they just kept a longer, slightly longer um, edit in and it never went back. So, so it's running a little longer, but it's all there, you know, for yeah. you to enjoy. <laughs> that's uh that's something I've talked about on this show before in the past. I, I'm a 90 minute movie yeah. guy, yeah. but this held my attention. I mean, this, this was, really? I was not, yeah, I was not like waiting for it to be over, you know, AC. dude, that, that means, <laughs> that means a lot to me. And, 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 if the guys ever see this, um, it really, it means a lot. I mean, and we tried to make it, you know, it's a drama, but there's also some comedic moments in it and try to keep it going. And it's funny, our very first um, festival or a big one, which was Cinequest in San Jose, which was an amazing festival, by the way, anyone can get in it. The advertisers were in the program. They thought it was a comedy. And even the programmer was like, no, that's a mistake. I don't know how. So they had to rejuggle everything. It's not a comedy. You can say it's the dark. But when you say it's a black comedy, you have other ideas of what that could yeah. be. It wasn't that. But in drama, in pain, there's always something funny that can happen, especially with this character. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you got to yeah, laugh. I highly, highly recommend it. I'll put the uh, the link in the description then after the show. It's it's on uh, Tubi for free. So That's awesome. Check it out. It's also on Apple I mean, you might have to pay, and then on Amazon, you you know, pay. But Tubi, I I saw that it was up there. Yeah, yeah. Great, great movie, man. Thank you. Uh, highly recommended. All right, uh, what do you want to talk about next? Should we talk about uh, yeah, Reed's Point? What's that? Reed's really? Point. I thought we were talking about the. That, oh, that, that's awesome. Hey, we can talk about all kinds of stuff, right? Uh, I, yeah. I got a question, real yeah, quick, right. though, before we move on. Uh, it's so quiet. Yeah. And, well, you guys start talking, and I don't like to interrupt you when you're talking. When you you know. The, you're an easy interview. Right. I don't have to do a whole lot because you're, you're a storyteller. By the way, you guys, for <laughs> this film, and, and you guys are so casual. I, 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 yeah. I caught a bit of the, um, you know, um, some of the other stuff that you do, and I'm like, oh, you guys are going to be cool to hang out with. So yeah. I was looking forward to this. That's all it is, yeah. Yeah. But uh, do you remember the first time you wrote a story that you didn't want to throw in the trash when I you finished it? Honestly, I don't remember how. Are you talking about for a movie or just a story? Just just in general. The first time you wrote something and you were like, okay, this one I like. I'm not going to throw this away and start over from scratch. Because a lot of people who try to write scripts or screenplays, that's what they do. They get about halfway through and they lose their train of thought. Yeah, I do it too. And then you just throw it away instead of trying to fix it. Interesting. How did you get... Like, did you ever have that like going on, or like, or did you just always just finish the stories, or? You know what? That's a great question, and I don't remember. And I think the honest truth is, I never throw it away, and that's a problem. Maybe I don't know. I should have thrown it away. <laughs> I should have stopped. But I also feel like, I mean, my, I don't know. I don't want to say ethic. It's not that. It's just like what my nature is. I try to get it done, mm-hmm. no matter what. And and maybe that's part of my um the spirit of, you know, the independent world that I live in. It says, I'm not going to end. I can't give up. We're going to get this thing done. And so if I wrote something, I mean, like high school or something, you know, creative writing or something. And I remember, I do remember a couple of times and one of my best friends, it's interesting. He, my buddy Glenn, he was a writer 
So the whole dream, you know, was <laughs> to kind of come up with, you're going to be my writer. I'm going to direct your stuff. And, you know, and he would just tell these wonderful stories. I just, I just remember just enjoying reading them, the voice and the words and imagery and stuff. So I had a, an appreciation for that. And I would write stuff because they were ideas. I think I had some kind of fun ideas, but it's just not the same. It is a craft, something you can probably learn. It's also innate, you know, but I, you know, so I would write and I just kind of laugh and here's my ideas, or I wouldn't really just make, um, film wise, at least I would just make videos, you know, I would stop, stop. I I mean, I wouldn't stop making them. And I would just, uh, I remember just stop doing what I'm doing. Just pick up a video camera and just, I got an idea, you know, (laughs) bring in my brother or my cousin, let's shoot this thing or, I know how I can make you look like you're flying like Superman. Let me get the camera, you know, and being like, you know, seven or eight or what, you know, whatnot. And um, yeah, so I just kind of would always finish it, even if it sucked. But I would just, you know, I I think I would just do it. I don't have a memory of like going, this is trash. Now, today I read a lot of stuff and I go, oh. Do I have to read the rest of this? You know, I can't, I can't get through this. You know, um, but yeah, it's a different uh, um, eye and a different world or experience today. You know, I hope I got your answer. That's that's good enough for me. You have a Goonies never say die attitude. <laughs> Speaking of something that you wrote, I was searching for your name on YouTube and I came across a Batman script of fan film. Did you see it? I did not. I didn't want. It's a. Re, it's just a read through, right? No. Do you, and you funny, actually made it. Yeah. Funny. Wait. Do you remember the title of it? Was it? I don't. Was it okay? There were there were two things that I worked on that were fan film based. One was called Bridge Over Troubled Water. Um, I don't know if that was the one. It was I a think read. That was the one. Okay, so there was a read through. Yes, that was a script read through. That was the one that my brother, uh, my buddy, wrote. And okay. it, we wrote it prior to the films that we know now. Um, we wrote it. I remember being frustrated. Look, I'm a Batman fan. I love Adam West. I love, I mean, come on, right? We grew up with that. Yeah. Loved it. And then when um, they came out with the new one, I love that too, because it's on the big screen. Nicholson and Keaton, you know, I mean, for, for goodness sakes, it's Batman <laughs> just envisioned in this big way. And I was a fan of that, no matter what. But I was always personally, you know, being a um, a comic fan too. I'm not a junkie, but I was, I always, you know, I was a Batman fan before a Superman fan. Right. And I don't know what it was, the black, the intenseness where his origins were. I just related to that character. And I was always sort of left for wanting the tone of um, Batman. And so I, I, so I started writing this idea and I would write down ideas. And then my writer buddy, Glenn would then, take those and put them in a structure and just give life to them in that way. And we wrote this little short and, um, and it had some really cool ideas in it, especially earlier on. But I remember wanting to actually shoot it because I said, it's just, no one's seen this Batman, no one. Okay. And, and it wasn't because I was trying to prove that mine was better or anything like that. It was just, it was just a different Batman. And then, um, but I budgeted out, and even with the cameras that we had at the time, it just was not cost prohibitive. There's just no way. So I said, it's just going to have to live like this. But I still loved it. And then this guy came on the scene and made The Dark Knight, 
the movie. <laughs> and after I saw that, you know, Nolan, I I saw that on the screen and I said, you nailed it for me, man. I don't need to do my movie because I finally saw something that I can kind of connect with. Like, that's my Batman. That's That was the world, you know, um, and it, it was, you know, it was just inspiring and sort of fulfilling for me to see that. And we, we, we happily let that thing rest the little script. And then years later, my buddy goes, Hey, they're having a script reading thing for fan films or whatnot. Can we send that in? I'm like, let's do it. And they did it and it was fun. So, uh, I I always wanted to do that too, by the way. And, uh, but they did it. And just to have something like that, uh, to have a script read at a table read, if you will, and to have it cast, and have actors do it. Um, that's always exciting. You know, I would have done it a different way, by the way. You know, again, <laughs> I read it. I was like, uh, they went that way with it. But, you know, it's all, it's cool. It was an honor to be sort of selected and, you know, uh, to, to do it. And, and they all did a great job. It was just like, oh, man, I want to be in there to direct the, the reading. <laughs> so, did, so did you shoot? Uh, is there two of them, though? Is there, no, is there so another one that, that you did shoot? or? We did that, and then another uh, really a wonderful actor friend, Everett Wallen, um, who was in another film um, that he wrote, and we wrote together um, prior to this film that we're here to talk about, maybe. But he wrote a little um, a little scene, and we kind of came up with uh, – it was a Batman fan film. And this – what was great about it, it was on YouTube for the longest time, and I cannot find it. So I got to pull it on and either repost it because back then it was a big deal to post fan films, you know, yeah. mm-hmm. now everyone and their mother's got one. It's just like, and they're all done super great. You know, they, yeah, I was... the cameras are all out there. The, the costumes look badass, you know? So yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead. You were going to say Casey. I was in a Friday the 13th fan film. Uh, I, ah. I played Jason <laughs> Voorhees for two kills. Oh, that's awesome. I was going to say, did you <laughs> die? No, you did the killer. Yeah. <laughs> Um, have you ever thought about taking it a step further and make like doing an Indiegogo campaign or something like that and making the, the fan film? Yeah, believe me. I, I, I did think about it, but I did a, a different Indiegogo. It was specifically Indiegogo. We did a campaign for something entirely different and it was the hardest thing, man. Really? First of all, that's the hard thing about producing, you know, part of it, there's different skills that different producers bring to the party to get a movie made. Some are, talent some are you know connections to equipment and whatever you know whatever they're going to bring their strength to kind of help lift the film into getting completed and still believing in that overall vision but the hardest thing is getting money i'm not good at it i'm just <laughs> i you know it's just there's some people that are really i'll just say better or they know people with, but yeah so asking for donations and support man i just i it's the hardest thing. And, you know, it's all by time. And if you don't get in and you go, goes different. That's what we liked it. So whatever you raised, I think you kept. Right. Yeah. But at the time it was just like, Oh, if you don't meet this, then you lose them. It just, it was, it was really, really hard, but kudos to my friends today. I have like two friends that are doing campaigns right now and um, you know, they're doing it. They just, I don't know if they have the energy to do it or it's just, but yeah, that's the only th- reason why it's just creating that and building that, ongoing you know interest um and i don't want to say begging i just said but asking for money sure. it's just hard for me to do it you know sure well especially when you're also the one 
directing the movie, producing the movie, editing the movie, casting the movie, when you're doing everything and then you have to try and raise your own money for the movie, it's a lot of work. It is. Yeah. As if there's not enough work to be done on a film, right? You got right. a campaign to raise money. But I, I, that is one way to do it, you know? And, you know, a lot of what folks are doing now, I'm sure there's like short films being done and whatnot. But I think proof of concept is really cool. Um, getting some money to you know, write a script, but how do people get excited about it? You know, because it really does um, take a vision sometimes to make it different than you know. Like, oh, I know that story, I heard that one before. True, but you know, but mine's going to be different. You know, people say that, but until you can see something and prove that, um, it's hard to sell. So if you can do something and you shoot a little something, you. And it just communicates, oh, that is funnier or a little different or more quirkier than I read on the page or much cooler looking. I could see potential if we had a few dollars more. Something, you know, there, there's value to that. But it's, you know, that's always, it's always tough. And you still got to yeah. find the money somehow to get it done. Sure. Yeah. Uh, you, you still have a little bit of time, right? Mm-hmm. Before we get into uh, They Crawl Beneath, let's talk about uh, Reed's point. I didn't get to watch the the entire movie, uh, but I did hear this story <laughs> about this movie. And it's not because I didn't want to. It's just that I ran out of time. He, he doesn't like long movies, but he stuck it out for Lonely Boy. <laughs> but Reed's point, which is, I'm just teasing you. I feel you, man. I, anyway. There's I so it. much stuff. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, but tell us the story about Reed's point. This is a cool story about it's like it was like sort of an un- unofficial make a wish project. Yes. Yes. And that's how it did start. It started with Sasha Ann and she met um, Suzanne De Laurentiis, who has a huge heart, big head, of, uh, red hair <laughs> and a great heart. Um, and um, heard her story. They talked. And the idea was to kind of create a a little film, a short film project for her to get her feet wet, you know, and to do the movie. She was going through um, her cancer treatment. We didn't know what was going to happen. And I think she was going through remission period, going through some treatments. And we thought there was a, an envelope to of time for us to kind of create something for her that we can, you know, feel great about, especially for her. Um, what happened was we budgeted out. And they knew we sort of, or we did horror, you know, and, um, and we enjoyed making those and Suzanne and her parents and the people behind her, what, whatnot, or the financiers were thinking, you know, if we do a short, you send it out, you get some exposure, you feel good for her, whatnot. But if we do a movie, there might be a chance that we can make a couple dollars back. Right. And so that's how that started. They said, well, Maybe we can make a movie. Now, I was scared to death because this is her first movie, you know, and and she didn't have a lot of experience in front of the camera, let alone carrying the film. So um, she was totally green. But that's how it started. It went from a little idea to kind of help her make her wish come true. And then let's really make her wish like huge and um, and let's make a feature with her. And it was very fast. It went very quickly all our friends kind of got together and we worked on it um, very quickly. Um, the script was put together. And the thing that happened was it also allowed Suzanne to tell one of the stories she personally always wanted to tell, which is a Jersey devil story. She's from Jersey. 
So, and there've been many films or a good handful of films with Jersey devil. I'm a Bigfoot lover. Right. Um, but I love, you know, all that lore and cryptids yeah. and all that stuff. Oh but, yeah. Yeah. Right. So, mm-hmm. and there were a few films that were, were pretty cool that did it, but we, this was ours. We knew we didn't have that much money, um, but she always wanted to tell it. And this was one she goes, I got this idea and this is how we can do it. And, and that was yarn together. And um, we kind of came up with something and that's what you got. Now there were a lot of changes that happened did you get to the ending? I'm just curious. Did you get to the no, ending? No, I didn't. I, I got to the, I wanted to see the, because I heard you on another interview talk about okay. the that the Jersey Devil was pretty early on in the movie. Yes. I yeah. watched it. I wanted to see the Jersey Devil, so. Yeah, and there's a lot of, um, there were a lot of twists in the film, and I think that that's what some people enjoyed about it. You know, you kind of go in there going, oh, it's a creature feature, right? But there's a lot of characters in it. It's a very character-driven story. Um, in a fun way, but there are a lot of twists in it. Like you can almost lose track of what's going on. It's like this, that, boom, 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 and then what? And then the ending, you're <laughs> like, what the f just happened? <laughs> and so, uh, but it was fun in that way because you know, again, I didn't know that we were even, you know, what was going to happen. We just wanted to make this movie for her, and in the end, people kind of enjoyed it, you know for what it was and they were able to find distribution for it and and it's out there and the festival you know it's always fun at the festivals because you're usually in a house of love and people don't even care they're like just show us the movie we're here to see a creature feature and so that was a a lot of fun to kind of um have it out there and 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 people are hardcore jersey devil fans and here's the thing is i knew we couldn't afford an 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 official jersey devil the way we understand it to be in the books, if you know what I mean. But that was mm-hmm. always Suzanne's point was we want to do something different. It happens there. It happens in the Barrens. And this creature does come out. And, you know, I'm not going to spoil it, but, you know, is it, is it not? Is it, you know what I mean? What is this creature? Obviously, it's a story about the Jersey Devil, but you know what I mean? So yeah. we went with that idea and that spirit. And, um, but that ending is pretty whack. I just always tell people. Hmm. You know, it's like they always say, what is up with that ending? And Q&As, they're like, uh, wow. And and it's always a little surprise um, at the end, you know. So <laughs> it's almost like describing uh, Derailed there with the twists yeah. and turns. And yeah, I really like that movie a lot. Thank you. Yeah. Um, really good. Thanks, did you, guys. Did you spend a lot of the budget on that creature? Because it looked well, cool. Thank you. How much time do we have? So Wait, as long as you want, man. Oh, really? Oh, I don't want to yeah. bore everybody, but man, this is ah, you're, not, you're not going to bore anybody. Oh man. But you guys, I mean, I see your creature from the black lagoon behind you. Poster, that's, right? that's what I thought of. Yeah. Yeah. So obviously there were a lot of influences, but we didn't go into the film like that. Um, Everett, like mm-hmm. I said, I mentioned Everett, a fine actor, um, conscientious writer. And, but we knew what we were dealing with. It wasn't going to be a huge money, uh, budget for, you know, a lot of money behind this film, but, um, you wanted to, we wanted to write something. Suzanne wanted to write it. She came to me to write it. And I said, I can't write this movie on my own. I went to him and we had done something together previously, our first out, which was uh, area 407. And we did that together years before. And so I said, let's get, get together and write this. We have a little more thought behind it. It's a totally different movie. And so we did as much as we could to 
research as much about the accident and, and all of that. We worked so hard and it, I love that movie too, in a different way. It, you know, it's a genre movie. It, but when it, you really take time to watch it, if you do, there's something about it. It's uh, it's incredible because it starts off one way. I don't want to give anything away for anybody yes. who hasn't seen it, but you go into it. Basically, they get on a train for a murder mystery. And then it just twists and turns along the yeah. way and it just keeps twisting. And it's like, wow, this is well written. Thank you. You, well, you. you don't get a lot of movies like that. You get, okay, they got on the train, the train crashed. Now everybody's running from a monster. Yeah. And you're yeah. trying to survive and live. Right. So, this wasn't apparently- like that. This was uh, definitely a, a well thought out plan. Like, let's develop some of the characters here and give them something that people are like, okay, what's going on here? Wow. You know, is this uh, is this clue? Is this creature from the Black Lagoon? What's going on here? So I like that. I thought that was really cool. Man, you yeah. guys are making my day because you got <laughs> every new every nuance. Every there, it's layered. Okay, uh, you got everything there, Ray. Everything that we worked hard to kind of capture convey yeah. on a little budget but here's the thing and it was a and we both Everett and i knew and understood that this could be um confusing we knew that the risk was people would see this film and go you guys don't even know what the heck you guys are doing you guys don't know it's this is it that is it a monster movie? is it this movie is it you is it a murder mystery you guys are but you don't know what you're doing and we got a lot of those reviews we got oh, a sure. lot we got slammed for not knowing, make this movie and keep it that movie. And then I would read those and I go, I feel you. I feel you. But no! <laughs> right. Our movie. The movie's about this. We get it. And, and there were a handful of folks that watched it. We got some really, I received some really great notes and messages from folks that really got it, like you. And mm-hmm. way more than I thought that they was from fans, you know? And what was really great was this one comment was that one guy watched it. Oh, he was a reviewer guy. And he goes, I liked it because it had all these elements, right? That's what makes it special. Yes. And then when I turned it off, I couldn't stop thinking about it because there was something, (laughs) there was just something about this. It it was a mashup. That was always what we wanted to do, but do it in a sort of classy way and have it evolve in this way. And, um, and uh, and then he went back and he watched it a second time. And then he understood sort of the other layers of what the film kind of meant, what it represented. And was like his head. He was like, oh, yeah. my God. And that gave me chills because that's what we were always going for. Are they going to understand that that's what this whole movie's about? This theme, right? It's not yeah. just about this and that. And obviously that's an entertaining moment. But yeah, it's so uh, it has a it's got a lot going on. And maybe again, too much. I, I, I no, I I disagree because I thought it was fantastic. I like movies like that where they give you something and then it just takes a left turn or a right turn and then it you know goes around another curve and it's like as long as they're well written, I can follow. And this was this one was great. Well, yeah. I think the reviewers who don't like this one only like slashers. And basically torture porn, like hostile. They just want kills. They want the kill count. They're not looking for subtlety in their, in their horror. Yeah. So. And then that was very, there were subtleties and it was a lot of fun doing. And again, that cast a lot of unknowns, right? But that was, we didn't want it to be distracting, but you asked what we spent the most money on, or was it on that? Probably, creature, probably right? Lance. Right. <laughs> Close. But yeah. Right. Uh, that's a great story to that too. But like, you know, um, 
when we did the film, Suzanne knew it was going to be a tough one. And we didn't have enough money for a creature. We didn't. We were going to make him out of some makeshift stuff that you buy at the Halloween store and mm-hmm. just cut it really close and tight, you know, Corman stuff, you know, just make it quick right. and, and rehash whatever we had. We'll just make it work. I said, I can make it work, but this is, it was a personal film for like, we, there was so much about it specifically of what it does and how it does it. And, y- you know, um, it's uh, anyway, so <laughs> it was very specific and, and, and I, it just wouldn't work. But luckily at the end, I had a, a friend who, a dear friend, who wanted to get into producing and who was actually producing some things of her own. We reconnected and she was like, Dale, what are you working on? And, and I shared the idea and the concept. She goes, I want to be involved. And I said, well, I, you know, it's kind of, uh, you know, Suzanne's thing and, you know, but what, what can you do? And she's like, no, you need to have a creature and I'm going to help you finance that. I'm going to give you money for the creature. So she was involved in equity side of things, but she's like, it's about the creature, man. It's about the creature. And so she, you know, she um, uh, invested with us and um, and it didn't even matter what she just to see that. And she knew that it was because of her that kind of pushed it, you know, into existence. And Suzanne was thrilled to have someone else that believed in it. And in the end, it was it was it worked out, you know, and um, mm-hmm. and I, I had I remember we still couldn't find a creature suit to fit within the budget. Um, but I remember I was at another film festival emailing a ton of people probably like a month out stressing. And this one, um, effects house, he got back to me. We talked in the middle of the night and he he was, he was down with the project and he goes, I want to do it. Um, I have some stuff and I got this and that. And I knew a a place that had this amazing, uh, silicone head that can look amazing. And so what we did is we did take pieces. We did, cobble together frankenstein our our creature but we had to carefully do it so it didn't feel that way so we then took mm-hmm. that took the body to and put everything together and we had i shipped that to him and then they we painted it all together um and he i mean man um it was amazing so they did that for us and um within the uh, with a really minuscule budget but that guy um those guys are just so talented it was a uh, midnight effects studios in arizona and those guys just kicked ass for us and then we had to find a suit performer and um, bring it to life so we did you know we tried to create what the movements could be and but but, we didn't even have enough money to shoot the the creature as much as i wanted to you know Hmm. but yeah that creature so the most expensive thing was believe it or not was the train the train (laughs) itself i was gonna ask you in the opening scene you see a train underwater yes was that a, a toy train or did you actually throw a train in the river? Well, that one was one of our, well, there was a few, that was a CG uh, shot actually. Oh, okay. Yeah. And you know, I'm a, I'm a practical guy. I love practical mm-hmm. effects, but how are you going to do that? And I, and I, I knew some of these guys that were, they did stuff for um, like, you know, Sharknado and um, asylum movies. And they do such great, you know, mocking mock films, mockbusters, right. Mm-hmm. They're so talented. And they, you know, they do these fun, crazy effects. Like, instead of a, just an amazing tornado wrecking a city, you got sharks flying around in it, right? Like, okay, that was pretty a feat in itself, you know. But so I enlisted the help of a couple of guys to kind of do a few key shots because we obviously couldn't afford to 
trash, a, tr- a real full train. We also shot yeah. miniatures, which was really a blast to kind of work in that world. And, and I built and painted these miniatures and we shot those. Um, and then we sort of blended some of that with the CG. Um, so that's what that was. But the, the opening scene, when you see the trains themselves and they actually enter into this train and we have that, um, they take off in it. That was actually a, uh, a real vintage 1935 dining train. But the thing with that was it was only partially conditioned because they were going to renovate it. But I knew it was real. It was in a, in a really great place. It's actually in Los Angeles in, in uh, Griffith Park called Travel Town. It, they, they, it's, a tra- it's a train museum. And I didn't think we were going to get it. I knew that was the place to be. I didn't know if they were going to allow filming, but I think sort of the planets aligned and we just had enough money to say, could you let us do it? And then they were going to trash it anyway and then redo the inside anyway, like a month or two after that. So it just all worked out. And so we were there uh, for just a few days, but that one was probably the biggest investment, but it meant so much to be in that space. Cause I knew a lot of that film was going to be done there. And then of course there was Lance you know yeah but yeah but uh and he was awesome you know yeah, he's worth that. the money whatever yeah. you paid him he's worth it here's this crazy ever and i wrote that scene and in writing it i had and this is i'm not just saying this i had lance in mind you know mm-hmm. you do that all the time but we're nobodies this is a low budget movie i don't know <laughs> that guy costs. i mean for god's sake that's bishop you know he's in the way yeah. i never get this but he's my model right and then we float. We we went to a few actors, and and we actually went to another great actor, um, and he kind of did the host, and he was a big actor in um, in uh, in Europe, and um, in the Netherlands, and he did a fantastic job. And I said it'd be great if we can just just balance this out, and we went through all these names, and they were costing X amount of dollars, and then, and then they said, well, who else do you have in mind? And I said, uh, Lance. Like they're no way, but you know what? Suzanne, like I said, she gets it done. She goes, I'm going to call him. I think I know somebody. Let's get in front of him. Hmm. We sent him the script to his daughter or wife or somebody. He read it, loved it. He connected with it, you know, and his part isn't huge, but he kind of comes in and, you know, um, and works on it. And he really liked it. Suzanne comes back to me and he said, Lance wants to do it, but we can't afford him. In our schedule, we had him for two days to work. And um, nights and nights, as you know, are brutal. But I, and I was like, Ugh, you know, he, but I think we can squeeze one night. Can you do it in, or one day? Basically, can you work with Lance and make it happen for one day? We might be able to get him. And I said, are you kidding? I would work with him to have it my <laughs> 15 seconds. Like, right. Like, yeah. If he can be there for half an hour, I will put him in there. Right. Yes, yeah. yes. Yes. And anyway, it ended up working out. We got him and he, dude, I don't know, have you ever interviewed and talked with Lance? Not wow. yet, but I'm hoping to. Oh man. He is a funny guy. He's such a great, he's so intense. Right. But he is one funny dude. I mean, he should probably do more comedies. He's, <laughs> I think there's a video of him doing like a rap, like a dance off with some of the actors. The guy is <laughs> such, he's so creative, so free. And then when it's time to go to work, boom, he went to work. <laughs> I mean, even in his age, which, by the way, was perfect. It was just, it was just the right time for him to do our movie, and I'm all—I was forever grateful. And he, he genuinely, really, 
I think there might be behind the scenes on him speaking about it, how he connected with the story. And he and I, I remember he showed up early in the day and they're like, oh, uh, Hendrickson, Lance is here. He wants to speak with the director. I was like, oh my God, here he is. <laughs> sat down, everyone cleared the set, you know, and he sat and we talked for like 15 minutes and, and he just wanted to say how, um, how he enjoyed it. And he had questions and he goes, is this, this, is this, that? I knew it. And then this, <laughs> that could mean that not necessarily, you know, he was just so thoughtful. Yeah. He just wasn't there for the lines and the paycheck. Right. Yeah. So, and I just went, Oh my God, like this is wonderful, you know? Uh, and it's weird because, you know, I, I do these small movies and they're not big budget things, but when I look back, I'm just eternally grateful for the opportunities I've had to work with folks like that with to do lonely boy and work with Melora and really and, and all the, and um, you know, Lance and that, but just like, sometimes you take, it just happens all so fast and it becomes a blur and you move on. But when you reflect, you go, man, that was amazing. And I, I, I don't ever want to forget that. Yeah. Something you mentioned earlier about the train that, that, that was one of the biggest uh, costs for the movie. Uh, a friend of ours, Mike Zellner, he's a host of uh, Take on the World podcast, mm-hmm. uh, one of the shows on our network. He had asked, uh, he said that he watched the movie and he was like, I, you got to find out, was that a real train or not? That scene was awesome. Like the opening scene, you know? Yeah, the, yeah. The... You know, here's what's funny. <laughs> if you really look at that critically, and I tell you what it is, you'll look at it with a new eye, you'll go, oh, yeah, okay, I can see it now. We only had three passes, which means they render it. I had to block it out, you know, exactly. Like, almost storyboard. Like, here's the way we want it, and then this and that. And then they... um they would do like a wire version of it, you know, and it says, it's just like a previs. And I'm like, that's the action. So they do this render. Okay. A rough render. It took like 12 hours to render that shot. So then then, like a day later, and plus they're working on other stuff. Right. And then, okay, I got something to show you. Great. But that, (laughs) that went through a rock and it was like, no, that was weird. Let's have, anyway, we only had three renders. We didn't get everything done. And then, um, and it's like, that's all we can do. And in one moment, you'll see it. If you look carefully, he goes, I think the camera, we actually go through, you know, a twig or something. Right. I go, no, one's going to be, we go through stuff here. (laughs) And thematically, now that you've seen the film, you know, you'll understand that we can just kind of move through and, and um, things. So I said, don't worry about that. It happens so quickly. And then there wasn't even, if you look at the shot, there wasn't bubbles and all that crazy water and all that stuff. So what we did is then I had to go do some stuff myself and I kind of crudely put it in and then we colored it. And by the end we did it, it all kind of worked. So yeah, yeah, it was, um, that was a CG shot. Um, I think I could count them. There might've been like four shots only in that film. There's one that I love. If you remember, you know, that one shot where he, they finally get the door open yeah, like help! <laughs> and we pull back and reveal the like sitting yeah, there. Yeah. Yeah. That was like in my head, and it looked exactly mm-hmm. in the opening too, exactly the way we wanted to tell the story. I mean, it could have been done more or less, but and I don't know. It just it has sort of this. It had an illustrative vibe to it, which I really love too. And it just had a ta- it's a story. It's like a tale. It wasn't supposed to be so realistic, you know. It's more of a mm-hmm. you know you know what I'm saying. So it really worked with a film we thought so. Well, yeah, one of the one of the cool twists there was on, in that scene you're talking about is is I thought they were going to end up under the water and most of it was going to be them trapped inside that thing. 
Yeah. That's what I thought. So, but it took the turn and I was like, ah, see, they got me. Yeah. Yeah. And there was a lot more in that scene. And some of the actors, we ran out of time. Some of the character um, building, um, some of it got cut a little bit. And I was always apologetic to some of those characters, like, because we knew those characters. There's so much more that we could have said. And and when I say so much more, I mean just a little more to have given the audience a little more reason why they're there. But we just Mm -hmm. had to adjust and tweak just so we get it out and you still get the idea and we'd fix it later on, you know. And so it's weird. You know, you got to be nimble in that you just pivot to get it done. And then you come up with other ideas. Like what happened is at the very end of uh, there's that there's a two person scene with Shay and Carter sitting there alone. (laughs) Right. And they're talking about what just happened. And some of that dialogue came out of the reason why we knew some stuff was going to happen. Like we wouldn't, you know, we didn't have time to shoot some of this stuff. So (laughs) but it was always it was always about story and always had to build and make sense with Everett and I. So yeah, hey, Casey, before he runs off on us, we we got to talk about uh, they crawl well, beneath. I, yeah, yeah, I have one more thing. <laughs> yeah, to one say more about. minute. No, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> I have one more thing to say about uh, derailed. When this movie opened, was it a known creature feature? Like, was it? Did people go into the movie knowing there was going to be a creature? Because I have to say, when I started watching this. I did not know that that it was a creature feature. And then when that came, I was like, holy shit. <laughs> did you not read the description? No, I just did you not see the cover. <laughs> well, you know, I they always say, this. put the creature on the poster, put the creature on the cover. You know, I, I don't think you should have, because once again, I expect a completely different creature. Yeah. See, I mean, there's also there's different trains of thought. No pun intended. Um, but, <laughs> but people are like, that's the way we market it. You need to let the audience know what they're going to get. Um, you know, so, you know, um, I don't know. But, yeah, I mean, it's on the covers. And okay. I do know, though, that, you know, there are a couple of images that got leaked out. And we got a great, really great response from a few of them, you know, of um, um, Carter, her character getting like, man hand, or monster handled or you know mm-hmm. there's some really cool fun moments in there you know man those actors when i think about it those <laughs> actors still spend a, a good deal of uh, time in a water this you know? is uh this is another thing that i said to uh to jane badler when we talked to her was is, yeah, um, yeah good acting separates a b movie from a good movie so you don't have a gigantic budget but what you did was take great actors and elevate a movie to a to a higher level, which is, yes, I love silly B movies, but this one really, you know, the acting is what makes these movies good. Yeah. That's the difference between you being in the dollar bin, at, you know, Kmart with the other creature features or people talking about it. Because I'll be telling other people uh, about the new one. I've already told people about Derail, but <laughs> um, yeah. I'll be well, telling people about this. I already started telling people. I'm like, guess right. what I got to do? Well, you I got know, to see it ahead of time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'd say, are you talking about derailed? Or they crawl. No, I'm talking about they, they crawl. crawl beneath. Okay. I'm already telling people about that movie. Well, that's right because it hasn't really quite released yet. Has not it? fully. Yeah, not officially anyway. Right. Uh, I think it's on the sixth or it, it's it's next month or in a few weeks. Right. Yeah, October 11th. I think that's it. 11th. Yeah, they moved yeah. the, the dates around, and I'm glad. It, I- uh, 
pushing it back a little bit. It did re- released on one on the 11th, but I think it comes out in the 20s on a different thing. So okay, okay, okay. okay. Well, Ray and I got it right. because we're famous podcasters. We got yes. an early screener <laughs> of it. That's right. <laughs> well, yeah, you're right. But go back to what Jane uh, Bather said and all that. That's exactly right, and that goes back as far as even you know with Lonely Boy and all that. You're right. It it begins with a script. And then when you shoot it to bring life and believability and for you to care and all that, yeah, it's the cast. It, it's, you know, it's been said before, you know, um, I forget what the percentage is, but, you know, it's, it's really the movie is the cast, you know. And I will say this. I remember Suzanne didn't want the young girl that's in Derailed because she – was it was harder for us to get her. We had a tiny budget. And to get her, she was not she was not in Los Angeles. And and for some weird way, I mean, I think they were smart. They coordinated some uh, auditions, you know, in town and we coordinated a, uh, a, a an audition time for her to personally come in and read. Because I saw her in another film and I said, we have got to at least call this girl. And she's like, yeah, but they're there. It's going to cost this. And Anyway, she comes and does it. She crushes it. And Suzanne, they just just close the door. And Suzanne <laughs> looks at me and says, we have to have her. So it's, it is it's the cast. And she does such a lovely, lovely, lovely job in that film. I mean, it's just everybody. Every, and then the lead, Carter, by the way, we actually had someone else paired uh, or, you know, in I mean, planned to do that part. And um, it ended up, she was supposed to be another character. And then... It just didn't quite work out. There was something, you know, missing or it just we needed something else. And then and I turned to Suzanne and said uh, with Everett, I said, what if our supporting what, what if she kind of played the part? Can you have her call back and have her read for two parts? And then after that, we realized and then we put her up against with everybody else. And and we went, she can carry this because like, she was a nobody. I mean, she's an up and coming actor and not a big name, I should say. Um, and, um, and she just was, she was down and she's from Australia. So those scenes, when you see her running at the end, I'm not spoiling anything, but when she's running (laughs) barefoot through the forest, (laughs) those were the forest of Philly. And, um, so we shot it in Los Angeles and Philly, which was interesting. Hmm. Um, but she was running barefoot, like, uh, man, she was awesome. And we were always like, Oh, we got to clear. We got to sweep. Make sure she's out. She's got like you know leather for feet or something, but yeah. Well, let's hope we see that uh, that creature again and and something else. Is there any talks of that? It's funny because the actual head or that has been um, you know was used in our film, but the body has been rented out from us or borrowed from us for other films. At least oh, three oh. other movies that they said, can we borrow that? So we got shipped to Europe, and they did something in you know in England. They did another one here. It's just really funny. It's been reused wow. in, in numerous films, but the well, face cool, is really distinctive. Yeah, yeah, that was cool. Amazing. It's not like great money on it, but it's funny. Like you're just helping other filmmakers do it. You know, we sure. know how hard the body is. The hardest thing, you know, it was at least <laughs> one of the hardest things. But the face for ours was very specific. Um, yeah. and what it did and how it had a mouth inside of a mouth, and it just kind of yeah. And I needed to move, you know, have yes. that flexibility and all of that. So, yeah, man, I love that. Movie. 
Yeah. One of the things that uh, Ray and I do like about your movies, I, I'm speaking for Ray here, but I know that uh, we've talked about the it, same so, way. Yeah. Uh, the practical effects. Mm-hmm. You're you're big on the practical effects, and Ray and I, we love that stuff. And your new movie, the one that you came here to, to speak about, <laughs> They Crawl Beneath, yeah, uh, uses a lot of practical effects. And that's uh, right. Another great movie, man. You're just you're killing it, man. Oh, thank you, guys. I mean, yeah. When we set out to do that movie, it was Suzanne's idea, and we wanted to do a small movie, something in one location. We wanted to do something new, something different. It was a lot smaller than the train movie, and that was the idea. You know, very simple. Just keep it simple. Like you know, we understood that people were a little confused with the complexities and layers of the previous one, and and we still love it. But we thought. Just make something simpler. It doesn't matter. We can, you know, and we got, um, you know, we got some people involved and um, they said, can you make this movie? And I said, listen, if I make this movie, if we make this movie, we need to have some decent creatures. You know, we can't go less than what we had before. They're different, but, you know, and uh, they, they need to be practical. They have to be. There's just it. That's what I would like. I think we should push for it. And everyone agreed. Everyone agreed. And, um, you know, it wasn't easy to find someone that could do it. But I had like I, you know, we all research films and you go, one day I'd like to work with that guy. Right. Well, there was a film that came out a year or two or just prior called Itsy Bitsy. Remember that? That spider movie. Mm-hmm. And um, man, I love that. The work that was done in that, you know, creature stuff. I mean, it just freaked me out. And uh, and. I remember seeing we were cutting a Christmas movie, I think, with Suzanne. And she's like, I said, we need, and I don't need some friend of ours to create a creature thing. We need a pro, you know? It's like, like who? And I said, <laughs> Dan Rebert. She's like, who's that guy? I showed him a, an Instagram thing. And she's like, I'm calling him right now. <laughs> like, what? You know, it was through COVID. It was just, you know, and that's what happened. She called, talked to him. There was nothing going on. The town was dead. And for whatever reason, he goes, I'll do it. And we were so lucky to get that Dan Rebert creations and his team um, to kind of work with us and create this. Cause I wanted it practical. We knew it had to be. And I think there's only out of the entire thing, there were some, there's a lot, there's a good handful of digital effects. Don't get me wrong. But um, there is all the creature stuff. There's only one shot that was, digital and it was only that we animated it was still a practical creature but we had to do something with it to make it do what we needed to do but it was all 100 percent, or let's say 99 percent, all practical so that was really fun really fun and there was a lot of stuff that was on the page that we wanted to do that we couldn't do for one reason or another for budget the, you know we just couldn't get that you know the angle or whatever and pull it off well so I had to pick and choose which ones were my, you know, um, moments, right? And that's what you see in the film, you know. Yeah, like Ray said earlier about the derailed. It's the elevation from taking the actors, you know, from a B movie and elevating it mm-hmm. to a, a good movie because of the acting. And yeah. it's it's such as it like you said, it's a small movie. It's only one room, primarily. Yeah, and I Basically. remember. Yeah. And Suzanne, and this was the inspiration. Remember that movie? It wasn't a horror movie. It was called Buried mm-hmm. with uh, Ryan Reynolds. 
in that movie. And he stays the entire time. There's no spoiler in that box <laughs> the entire freaking time. And she goes, let's make a movie like that. And I thought, it's already been done, first of all, with an amazing, <laughs> charismatic actor. Um, so we have to make ours. We have to open it up just a little bit. So, But, yeah, that was the original The Seed from Suzanne to kind of come up with this idea and maybe this happens. And then we went on and then Kevin and Neil and Steve, they all kind of came aboard and we started developing what this could be. And yeah, uh, it's, it was just one primarily one location for most of the film. And that's where it lives and dies or whatever you want to call it. But that that's where it was. Yeah. But then you get the, you know, once again, you've done a great job with the storytelling because you know, it does. You know, once again, I don't want to give away anything because people are going to be seeing this. You know, this week, yeah. next week for Halloween, uh, something happens. Yeah, and you're like, "Damn, this whole movie's going to be this," and then it changes again. And I'm like, "Oh, okay, all right, now we're doing something different." But all right, let's do it because I'm in. <laughs> That's great. Well, I appreciate that. You know, because it's yeah, it was it was it was a struggle to kind of keep it interesting. And I, I, I shouldn't forget the actors in this, obviously, like Joseph Almani, who plays the lead in that. He was just so amazing in like putting up with everything uh, and just going through that and giving just full commitment. It's a weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's a moment. <laughs> underneath, yeah. When you see it, you go, oh, wait a minute. Right. When everything yeah. starts getting kooky, you're like, yeah. where is this going now? Um, but really thematically the film is about survival and yeah, it's a it's a survival movie similar to i got kind of a tremors vibe from it those so. are the inspirations we're like you know uh, you know creature driven you know but there's tremors mm-hmm. slither and things like oh, that yeah. but yeah i mean thematically it's about it might be about trauma and, and damage that had been done with you but really it was more about for me the heart of it was about living for those that you love or living for what's important. That's the theme for the movie. And in the end, um, we hope that our hero or our main character can do it. Can you do it? Is it worth it? What do you do to survive in a low budget way? Remember, this is still, we do our best to make it great, but it's still, it was pretty small budget of what we did. And and this is a, a little aside. I don't think it'll blow anything. I hope not. <laughs> But the garage, um, one of the challenges was um, working with different garages. Those garages were four different garages. What? Yeah, so I hope people aren't looking for every clue that <laughs> yeah, we're, we have to blend four different garages to make that movie from wow. one place to the other. From the, and it just yeah, um, and that was a and the producers were thinking how they how are you going to do this. Man, how are you going to make that work? And then I just knew, you know, eye lines and what you show is all you see on film. So understanding that we had to be careful, but it comes down to, yeah, you can visualize it, but it's a whole new thing for, to pull it together. But in the end, it all worked out. Yeah, yeah. because cause I'm not paying attention to the, the garage itself because there's right. other things happening. So right. if I went back and watched it again, you know, maybe I could pick it out. But yeah. in the moment... Yeah. I was just absorbing the other things that were happening. So that was our, any minor detail that I missed wasn't worth picking up in the first place. Yeah, because that was our, our producer was like, oh, my gosh, this is so 
right? <laughs> How cheesy is this going to be? It looks like this, but, but you know, you know, we tried and and we're hoping it still works. And I think it it works to to that extent. Yeah, we're hoping. I always say, if they're looking at that, we're really in trouble. Right. <laughs> yeah, and you're not only do you have a, you have a low budget on these movies, but you're shooting them rather quickly, right? Yeah. Like I heard you say on another interview uh, for Reed's point, I think you did in eight days, right? Yeah, it was like pretty that. much. It was very close to closer to ten by the time we did a couple of pickups and things like that. It was pretty fast. Sure, but I mean, you're, yeah, you're you're moving through this stuff. It's like yeah. There's not there's a lot of time, no... not a lot of money. You got to do what yeah. you got to do. Our first, you know, Area 407 was done in five days. Jeez. So, yeah, and that was not by my my <laughs> desires by any means. But you need to right. have decent actors who can carry that. And that that's where we first started with Everett and his ability to kind of, you know, find good actors. He went to a great training school and we got some friends. And all those, uh, many of those folks have gone on to uh, bigger and greater things, which is always um awesome to see in here mm-hmm. um, but yeah yeah in our world it's not a lot it's not a lot hmm. uh other than other than the budget other than money what is the hardest thing about shooting an independent movie money dictates so much and i think it all just depends on what you need like if i needed creatures and we didn't have the money that would be the hardest thing you know and that wasn't easy because we could only get a certain amount of creatures and have like a certain amount of work from them. Um, and they can only perform a certain way. So there are limitations. There's always that. And budget, it's all really about budget because in another world or project or budget, you can get a, a creature that does this and a creature that does this and it'll do that. And it's eyes do that and it explodes. And then, right. And this one, it opens up its mouth and it does that. And this one's square. This one, we didn't have that, you know. But, um, yeah, I don't know. It all depends on what it is per project of what the hardest thing is to do. Um, but budget is one of the toughest things, you know, especially sure. if you, you know, you care to pay people that are worth, you know, getting paid. Because they're right. professionals. We're trying to, you know, I mean, we're not we're not trying to learn on these. This isn't a student project. It's not, you know, I mean, this is something that, we want to put out there for people to at least have fun at, you know, I mean, I guess you can get drunk and goof on it too, but, <laughs> but we're, we're working hard to at least uh, people that appreciate it, <laughs> that effort. And I always tell people this too, with Everett and everyone, it's like, it's his low budget and we're working hard right now. And it, and it feels like we're going to die, you know, but we're not going to die. Okay. It's not that. And it's hard now, but the truth is, is when we're gone, these movies, they're going to be here. They're going to live way longer than we will. You yeah. Know? I mean, it's the reality. And so we just got to do our best to kind of do our best. And it, things aren't perfect. But, you know, we're going to go on to other things. But it, this is small and we could talk about this one day. But this is going to go and live way after we're gone. So we got to just kick ass as hard as we can right now. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, keep at it, man. You're, you're doing a great job, man means a lot. Um, I know you're not a huge uh, self-promoter, Facebook, Instagram, and all that stuff, but would you like to plug anything where people can find you? I mean, you can find me on just Instagram. It's uh, my my name, Dale Fabregar, and I'm on Instagram. 
Um, I wasn't on Facebook for a while. I'm kind of getting back into it, but that's it. You know, yeah, I'm not a big social media guy, which is probably a mistake. I just got into it late. You know, I mean, these kids <laughs> there, like, hey, you got to You got to use it. You got to work it. Um, you know, uh, but yeah, that's it. Instagram, Dale Fabrega. You can find me there. And, and, and Instagram, too, was not a self-promotional thing for me when I got into it. It was a, a chance for me to do something um, original and fresh every day. You know, I try to tell people to always stay curious and creative. There's a saying to say, do something creative and original every day. And I found that that was my way of like, if I could just see something, my world around me, let me capture that and just share it. So it wasn't about telling me what the movie, tell everyone what the movie was about. You know, I just, I just want to create something and share it with something non-industry. But it ended mm-hmm. up getting, oh, well, you have this one, you share that. Okay, I will. And then I do that. And then after that, I never do it for a while. Because, you know, <laughs> it takes a while. to. I mean, movies, just directors don't get gigs all the time. Sure. It's hard. You know, you have to develop them and then you make them. It, it's really, it is a journey. And that's why I don't have a lot of promotional um, stuff, just mostly photographs of cool stuff for me, the way I see it and the world around me. But sure. now it's a little more like, hey, look what we did. Um, this is kind of fun. It's cool. And, and you do that. You share. You cross promote other actors and things like that. So kind of getting into it a little more. But, yeah, that's the reason why. I just It was really just a chance for me to be creative and original every day. Um, sure. As opposed to, like, work the social nice. media, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, keep uh, keep at it, man. You're, you're doing a great job, man. And uh, Thanks, Ray. I haven't seen anything that uh, I've been disappointed <laughs> with of yours. Neither have I. Yeah, Come I will say – I will say I cannot wait till Hollywood realizes that you're going to be the next big thing and gives you an actual budget to work with on one of these horror movies. Cause wow. Well, let I, me tell you. They give you a real budget. I think uh, I think some of these guys will be worried that you're coming for them. Now, they should be happy because we can make some money together and create some cool things. Man. You know what I mean? I'll, no, that's I'll true. a real budget. And we'll make go. some. <laughs> but yeah, I, got I have a. I have an idea for your next uh, creature feature. We'll we'll talk off air then. Oh yeah, because well, I was just talking to someone, and I've 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 had my personal one that I've been developing for a while now, and I just haven't been able to get it off the ground because we're so busy with this, and it's unique in its own way, and we're we're always chasing what the next job is. You're chasing how can we survive in this world, but the one that I've got is no one's ever seen it, and I'm telling you guys, you guys will like be one of the. <laughs> not the first guys i share it with now you know i'm gonna stay in touch because you guys really appreciate it it is fresh it is fresh my friend it's asian it comes from my culture and to share that and bring it here to the west was always my plan they Hmm. said oh why don't you film it there i said no that's not the point is i want (laughs) like where did this come from and to blow people's minds and and scare them and i also want to be more courageous and bold enough to go harder like Go more with the fear, a little more with the gore, a little more with just, you know what I mean? Just ramp it up to there. I'm not a body count guy, but you, you get what I'm saying. You know, I yeah. just want to be. Yeah, just ready. remember, uh, Toby Hopper, you didn't need to see it to be scared of it. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah well, thank we'll thank talk. you so much, man. Really appreciate this. Thanks thank for you for time. taking the time, man. Yeah, thank love you, hanging guys. out. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. It was great talking to you guys. Thank you. Good talking to you, man. Thank you. Let's stick around hey, while we hit Andy. Let's stick coming around. Out soon. I'm sorry you said <laughs> I was talking over you. Uh, I just said stick around when I hit end here because I want to tell you something. Gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> well, thank you and thanks for everyone. 
Thank you, man. All right.